Welcome to Star Wars in Poor Taste, AIPTcomics.com podcast. Hey, what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Star Wars in Poor Taste. I am JJ Travers and I'm joined tonight, as always, by Connor Christensen and Jim Lehane. Uh, so right off the bat, before we get into introductions and talking about our weeks, uh, I wanted to let everyone know that the podcast name is going to be changing. Uh, so a little context before we announce the new name. Uh, we are an AIPTcomics.com podcast. Uh, an AIPT originated from Adventures in Poor Taste. That's the site where we all write and contribute. Uh, and Adventures in Poor Taste is officially being retired for AIPT. Uh, so, Star Wars in Poor Taste doesn't really make much sense uh, given that. And we talked about it and the three of us have always kind of felt, um, and I think we realized this when we had the conversation, that there's a bit of a negative connotation attached to Poor Taste. Um, and that's just, you know, not what this podcast is in any way, shape or form. It's very positive. We love the franchise and love talking about it. Um, and we never want to give anyone that's listening the wrong idea. Um, so we are going to be changing the name and we'll be announcing the, um, name in just a second. Uh, and we'll be showing off a new logo and maybe a new intro next week. Um, hopefully I don't want to put too much pressure on Jim who does that for us, but, um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, if we're going to have a new name, then I'm, we're going to have to have a new intro. Um, it has been running through my mind of how we want to do the intro as the um, so it matches up with the name appropriately, because uh, the, the music's going to need to be a little different. I was thinking about it. And uh, given what the new name is, I've, I've got a I've got a handful of ideas. All right, Connor. Why don't you share with everyone? I feel like you were the most enthusiastic about this name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really like the new name. Um, and I really actually, like it too. I I will give credit to Jim. I think this was all Jim. We were throwing out ideas in our Slack channel, and and Jim of of the ones that we ended up voting on, I think they all came from Jim. But anyway, um, our new podcast name is going to be Talking Tauntauns. It's exciting. We'll let that soak in for a second. Uh, It's it's catchy. I like when when you first suggested the name, Jim, I just pictured like three Tauntauns with like over the ear headphones in front of boom mics. And it just really brought a smile to my face. See, see, it it brings a lot of visual imagery to it. I I have a couple of different ideas for logos on off the top of my head, just based on uh, based on that. Yeah, I as, as soon as you you threw that name out there, my my brain immediately like I I started giggling because I'm like our logo is going to be hilarious now because you can go so many different ways with it. You can have three idiot looking tauntauns who look like us with headsets on. You can have the three of us riding a tauntaun in the snow. You could have the three of us Ooh. camping out inside of a tauntaun like if we want to go dark bicycle. with it. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> like the the I think I brought it up in Slack, but the the famous Miami Heat banana photo that could be us, but on a on a tauntaun. I don't so. know what that is, and I don't know that I'm going to look it up. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, d- I don't recommend it, especially when uh, safe search is not activated. Okay, that's all <laughs> I need. Outdated outdated basketball reference. I don't even know how I know it. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that. But, uh, <laughs> yes, so we will, going forward, be known as Talking Tauntauns. Um, so expect that change to officially go into place next week. And thank you for supporting us thus far. We hope you like the new name. Uh, if you have any feedback on it, you can contact us um, 
through the main site Twitter account. That's something else. Um, We've done away with Star Wars in poor taste on Twitter. Um, So if you'd like to get at us on Twitter, you can now uh, contact contact us at at AIPT Comics. That's at AIPT Comics. Uh, So we'll we'll also be updating the email address uh, for the new show and over over the course of the next month i'd say we'll we'll have everything transferred over so that it may be a little slow so people can kind of keep up with the the transfer yeah so uh thanks for sticking with us guys yeah this, now, the contents the content's going to remain generally the same the structure of the show is going to be generally the same we're just changing the name yeah that's it and i, I feel like in 3 episodes people won't even think about it again i know i won't um <laughs> But yeah, it's a very exciting time to be a Star Wars fan right now, and we've had a really good past week for Star Wars content. Uh, we're approaching the premiere of The Mandalorian, and we are less than, God, like... Less than two uh, months. Yeah, like about, a month and a half. six weeks. I was just doing the math, yeah. like a month and a half. Um, so before, you know, there's something that's not on our agenda that I feel like we need to talk about before we get into our agenda and that is that tickets went on sale officially. I got mine. Did you guys get yours? Sure did. Had to uh, had to tell my my new boss to to hold offers. Like he was in the middle of telling me something, and I was like glancing at the clock, and then looking back at him, glancing at the clock, and then it it struck five, and I was like, "Can you can you hold that for like just one second? And immediately <laughs> bought my tickets, and then I was like, "Okay, you can you can go back to whatever we were talking about." So, uh, yeah, I had, I had like three different tabs open for a good two hours waiting to, to get the tickets, but I got them. I'm going to the, uh, the fan event that starts at 5 PM local time. Um, so I'm super stoked. Dead center of the theater. Very, 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 very excited. So there, there's a whole, there's like a yearly event that goes on with ticket sales and with me needing to kill the ticket server and, (laughs) And we have a local theater here in Utah called Megaplex Theaters. It's really only in Utah, but it is uh, the biggest theater. Like, we don't have much AMC or Cinemark out here. We do have a few of them, but uh, Megaplex is the big theater. And every year I try to buy tickets, and it takes me an hour and a half to two hours, if I'm lucky, to get tickets. And they ne- I never end up getting good seats at a good time. This time, my wife suggested as the tickets were going up on on sale, she's like, well, why don't you try to do it on two computers? And I literally have my work computer next to my home computer. I'm like, okay, I'll load it up. And I ended up, because I always use Chrome, I ended up having to use Internet Explorer on my work computer. Turns out, Ugh. well, it turns out Chrome was what was giving me an issue. I couldn't get Chrome to work for the Megaplex theaters at all. Internet Explorer went like through within seconds i got tickets immediately it also helps that they didn't actually announce what time the tickets would go on sale and if it wasn't for somebody on our slack channel randomly saying that they were supposed to go up at 8 p.m eastern time like okay that's 6 p.m here oh and that's exactly when they went up nobody knew it uh the like nobody was on there at all i got great seats my only issue here is that i promised my daughter that we would go to pj masks live 
because I love my family and I love my daughter, and it happens to be that exact same night at 6 p.m. Wait, go to what? <laughs> it, it's of a, the year. It's a Disney Junior show in the live. So what are you going to do? I bought tickets for 10 p.m., and <laughs> we're going to the, I'm going to the 6 p.m. show with my daughter because I love her. <laughs> so are you going to the 10 p.m. show alone? Or are you going with your wife? Like, how's that going to work? I'm going with my wife. She's come to, when we have been together, she has gone to every um, every midnight or earlier opening with me. She will be coming with me. That's a good but, wife. Yeah. So basically, I will be traveling 40 minutes into the city, 40 minutes back home, and then 40 minutes back into the city that night. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I if it was anything de- else, I would say it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, I, I respect the dedication because when I I saw you, you tweeted out that like you're going to this uh, this kid show the night of, and I just assumed I'm like, oh, I guess he's not going to go see the movie until the next day. But I didn't know you're still going that night. That that right there, that's admirable. Well, before we went to, um, I think it was the Last Jedi. We saw the Last Jedi at two a.m. No, we saw the last Jedi at midnight. Got out at <sighs> two a.m. and then we didn't go to sleep because we were leaving for Disneyland at like six a.m. the next that morning. So we just stayed up for a couple hours before we had to go to the airport. Um, <laughs> Again, if it was anything else, not worth it. <laughs> yeah, we um, last year, Pat and I. Uh, for those of you listening, Pat is our editor in chief and one of my closest friends. Um, we did opening night with a bunch of our friends and our girlfriends. And then him and I went just us again the following morning. And I think we're going to do that again this year because it was really fun to be there on a Saturday morning with like not that many people there. And uh, yeah, it just, you're just still so jazzed that watching it the second time, you catch a few more things that you might have missed the first time. And those amazing, incredible scenes that you were like, I got to talk about this all night with my friends, you get to relive really quickly. Um, we almost didn't get seats for some, like, we had three people in line, and I had my phone open and my work computer. And uh, my two buddies, Pat and Mike, who's been a guest, guest on this show as well. Uh, they had theirs open and we couldn't get anything at the theater we normally go to. And then we tried a theater that we don't go to as often because it's just further away. And there was like full availability. It must just be the area that it's in or something. Um, but yeah, we just hopped right on that site, got exactly what we wanted. No problem. And there we go. The relief was huge. My, my ticket buying experience this time around was like a lot easier. I think it's because I'm going, I, I can't even remember the the chain that I'm I'm going to see the movie at is like it's a regional like Southern California chain so I don't think the site traffic is was bad so like I got in and out I was my tickets were bought in you know less than thirty seconds whereas like when I was doing last year I did AMC or not last year um for the last Jedi I did AMC and that was a nightmare like I remember getting kicked out of the line and like having to go back in freaking out thinking I wasn't going to be able to get tickets so that happened with so, Avengers uh, Endgame. I've yeah. always had bad luck with AMC. Endgame. Same thing. Endgame was a total pain. But uh, I'm going to do the same thing you're doing, JJ. I'm going to I'm going to see it that night on the 19th uh, at five, and then I'll probably not even probably. I mean, I will 100% go see it again on Friday, December 20th. And 
there's a very good chance I go see it again on the 21st. Like I, I, oh. I there's just something about seeing it in theater in, in theaters and seeing it, whether you're going by yourself or you're going with friends who have seen, who haven't seen it before, just like when you're in the theater and you're not only getting to, to rewatch everything that you enjoyed and you you get to relive it again, but like you get that experience of everybody else experiencing it for the first time. And it just makes it that, that much more incredible. Like, I mean, there's so many different, like in the force awakens, getting to like seeing everybody's reactions to Han Solo being uh, killed. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, that, that was what made the rewatches so great was like, yeah, like I already know what's coming, but like watching the people around me or like the friends I'm, I'm going to see it with who haven't seen it yet, like watching them freak out over these things. That is like, that's half the experience and half the fun. So it's, it's just a, every time a new star Wars trailer comes out, it reminds me like, like, oh, there's just nothing that brings me more joy in the world than star Wars does. And I, I am beyond excited. That's a good segue. So the new trailer, the last trailer, two minutes and 37 seconds, I believe, for The Last Jedi, uh, excuse me, Rise of Skywalker, um, dropped on Monday during halftime for Monday Night Football. The longest football game ever. Yeah. God, it um, took so long to get to halftime. Yeah, it really did. It was frustrating. And that halftime show that they kept talking about that no one cared about the the like musical performance. I was like, literally no one is watching for that. Just put the damn was, trailer on. I think I was I was talking in our Star Wars channel. I was like, if they make us watch whoever this stupid musical act is before the trailer, I I'm going to lose it. But luckily they didn't. They got right into it and oh, what what can we say, fellas? Like oh yeah, so let's let's talk about it. Uh, Jim, knee-jerk reaction. Goosebumps. It, like, it, le- legit goosebumps. And I know um, at least one of the three of us hates C-3PO, but that, that part almost, almost made me tear up. I uh, actually, I have a, a statement. Moment. I have a statement on that moment whenever we're ready for it because... All right, just get it out of the way. Go ahead. Well... I, I have long uh, fellow listeners of Star Wars and Poor Taste, soon to be talking tauntauns. Um, I've long held what some would deem an irrational displeasure towards C-3PO. Um, I, I don't believe it's irrational, but I understand the people who believe that I may be a little too harsh on the golden a-hole. But that moment in the trailer... And the way the line was delivered of, I just, I'm taking one last look at my friends. That made me choke up so hard and made me want to take back every horrible thing I've said about C-3PO and, and since we started this podcast. Now, I'm not going to take back any of those things because now that I've had a chance to distance myself and recover and, and get past the emotional blunt force of that scene, I've realized there are still things about him that annoyed me, but... My God, that the way that 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 scene culminated in the trailer, and who knows if it's going to be that resonant in the actual movie. But shout out to whoever did the trailer because it it had me a a verified C three PO hater, like basically in tears. It was a beautiful so, moment. It felt like oh, it was he was great. saying goodbye, and whether that you know, there's a lot of implications that you can take from that. That C three PO was sacrificing himself for them. That they were all going off to the final battle which we'll talk about in a minute um, and that he just wanted to be sure that he took one last look because he didn't know if he was going to see any of them again. There's a lot of things that could have been happening in that moment, but it didn't really matter which was actually happening. 
because it was just so well done. It was just a very beautiful scene. It was just well, a few seconds long, and it was just so heartfelt. Is he plugged into the Falcon? I was getting the feeling he was plugged into the Falcon, and this somehow ties into the Red Eyes scene. Yeah. So I was wondering if we were getting another like L3 um, <laughs> sort of thing going on. That's Phoebe a good Waller question. Bridge makes a surprise appearance in the Rise of Skywalker <laughs> through C-3PO. I I had the the same kind of line of thinking, Jim. Like I was like, okay, whatever's in his head has to lead to his like red eyes. And like part of me was wondering, is he going to be, um, you know, flying the Falcon remotely? Is he going to be connected to? Um, I mean, we might as well just talk about it. But like, there's a huge resistance uh, fleet that's fighting a huge first order fleet of star destroyers and tie fighters so i'm wondering if 3po is somehow integral to that or some other plan but either way um the scene itself was just beautiful and and you kind of touched on it but it felt like like the within the context of the story him saying like i'm oh i'm saying goodbye to my friends is it's very very heartfelt and genuine but it also because this is the final skywalker movie and we're more than likely not going to see any of these characters again it felt almost like that's like where my train of thought was going into the rise of skywalker in the first place is like oh this is like this is it and for somebody like me who who star wars is so integral to their entire life like it is weird thinking like oh like this is the last time I'm going to see all of all of these characters together on screen. So I I I hated the fact that within this moment in the trailer, I felt like I was like, oh my, I completely empathize with C-3PO here, and I hated that. But I think it just made it that much stronger, and it's part of what made the trailer so so memorable for me. Yeah, and coming up with news that we'll get into in a little bit. Um, not only is this the last Skywalker movie, this is the last movie in the near future that we know of. Mm-hmm. Which needed to happen. It needed to take a break. Nice little break is good. Um, but something you you touched on, JJ, that I do want to get into is uh, the massive, massive fleet that the the resistance slash rebellion now has in this trailer. Um, which which apparently the ghost is in there. Is it? That's I've seen people point out that the ghost is there. I haven't freeze framed it at all. There was so much. There were so many ships in there. I didn't. I I didn't even take the time to like try to pick out anything. I was just like, wow. Like you can obviously see that a lot of them are are uh, Mon Calamari ships, which actually ties into little plug here. Uh, ties into the Star Wars: The Rise, The Journey to the Rise of Skywalker Allegiance uh, comic, which is four issues. The fourth issue comes out uh, Wednesday, the th- October thirtieth. And that comic is all about uh, Princess Leia, Rey, and Rose going to Mon Cala to try to get more ships. So I'm assuming that event, like by the end of this comic series, that their their mission is going to be successful because you see so many Mon Cala ships that are reminiscent of what the Rebellion had back during the days of the Galactic Civil War. That it, it, it kind of comes full circle. It's like it, the 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 Mon Cala once again, or the Mon Calamari have once again essentially saved the galaxy because they come through when the rebellion needs them the most yeah it, it could be elements of the mon calamari as well as um all the other races that were reluctant to join the rebel alliance the first time around and then regretted it once they saw what life was like under the empire uh, so i'm curious how they handle building that fleet i believe they said a year has passed since the last jedi is that right 
that's uh, that's what I have said based on the D23 poster um, where they had everything lined up with the year spaces and all of the year spaces worked exactly where they should for every series that they have. So why they would misplace the Rise of Skywalker um, as one year out unless it actually is that. And actually, I'm looking at the, the ship fleet right this minute and it looks like the Mandalorian ship is in there as well. Um, Razor, Razor, Razor something. The g- ghost is Hera's uh, Syndulla's ship, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's ah, supposed wait. to be wrapping up the Skywalker era, like the original era. So, I, I mean, from everything we've seen in the trailer, it all points to closing out all of the original characters palpatine the republic the rebel alliance the first order the um the resistance and all the characters that go with that so i feel like it's kind of going to be reminiscent uh reminiscent of endgame in a way that we're going to get a ton of little cameos and easter eggs and characters that we didn't expect to see like i heard wedge and tilly's is going to be in it that's what I've heard too, and he's in the new book that's coming out. They've officially announced that that he's in uh, Resistance Rising, I think it's actually called. Um, that um, he's one of the main characters in there. Now, uh, JJ, you you brought up Endgame, which obviously, like Endgame is completely separate from Star Wars. I liked Endgame for very different reasons, uh, for why I like Star Wars. Um, but there's one thing that somebody brought up that is tied kind of end game to end game that I I'm very scared of is the possibility that this movie will heavily feature time travel, um, and that sadly if you look at J.J. Abrams' track record, he's a fan of tra- he's a fan of time travel. Uh, the 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 most recent example that comes up off the top of my head is you know Star Trek was uh, his reboot focused on like traveling in time and different realities and all that stuff. So that's the one thing that worries me about this movie and the uh, the fact that the script is co-written by Chris Terrio. Chris Terrio did uh, Batman vs. Superman and Justice League and a bunch of other really, really terrible movies. So there's that that like underlying fear that they're gonna they're gonna do something wacky. But judging off of this trailer, it doesn't seem like they're gonna do anything like that. Like yeah, it just I don't, seems I don't like get that sense at all. I don't get this sense like it, it's this this worry in the back of my mind that they're gonna do something like that, but I'm thinking like they're no like it's they brought J.J. Abrams back for a reason. The guy's gonna stick the landing. He did such a good job on the Force Awakens. I I have faith in him. Um, so that is just that is if if that is my only negative thought towards this whole the whole ramp up to the Rise of Skywalker. It's just I really hope they don't do time travel. Other than I- that. Fair game I, for everything. Yeah, I don't see that at all. And, like, maybe you could throw in the Palpatine angle. But even then, like, he is in the trailer. Um, did the you cor- guys see the, that? The corner of his cloak, yeah, is... And is his... Yeah, floating on, in on, that big that big chair that looks like it could be, like, cyborg enhanced or something. I was going well, to say... I, I was thinking the chair from The Phantom Menace when uh, he's uh, the, the hologram. And oh the, yeah, the chair is the the Walker chair. Uh, that's kind of the the immediate image that I had. Oh, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that that was and that was something I saw a bunch of people on Twitter complaining about. It was like, oh, Palpatine's not even that trailer. I'm like, no, he is. It's just the corner of his face that I'm you can't curious really see. if he's going to be all um, 
I'm, I'm curious if it's going to be his original body or if it's going to be a clone body um, because, you know, there's that strong theory that I'm personally behind that Snoke was a failed, was so, you know, screwed up looking because he was a failed Palpatine clone body that he was inhabiting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he got thrown down a shaft. I don't feel like he's going to be just <laughs> looking okay and normal. He's, he's se- <laughs> he seriously got the shaft. <laughs> oh god one could say he was shafted oh that's enough of the puns anyway you're not um, allowed on star wars in poor taste anymore ah rats i'll have to i'll have to start my own i'm gonna start a new podcast called tauntauns talking how about that how do you guys like that we can get rid of them still right jim at any moment yeah my contract's only for star wars and poor taste we haven't written up new ones yet so yeah, um, so I'm with you, Jim, circling back to, you know, when I said knee-jerk reaction, it just gave me goosebumps. I mean, all of the trailers for Rise of Skywalker have given me goosebumps, but um, I think the moment that, like, really hit me um, right in the feels, like, dead on was when um, it shows Ray's face and you hear Luke saying, it's a Jedi's destiny to confront fear. And that just struck so true for me like obi-wan had to confront the fear that anakin was a bad person and killed younglings and killed jedi and turned to the dark side luke had to confront his fear of his father darth vader and the fear of losing his friends and that he would fail anakin had to confront fear of losing padme and he failed that test and that's i just feel like that's something that we don't um, hear enough but is such like a core tenant of what being a Jedi is about and I love that um, so now like I'm asking myself well what is Rey afraid of I like how all three of these new uh, the, the sequel trilogy trailers have been um, narrated by Luke Skywalker like even though Luke didn't talk in the last Je- or the uh the uh, Force Awakens, he narrated one of the main trailers, um, and then he definitely narrated The Last Jedi, and I like how it was almost all him, I believe, in this this final trailer. I think it yeah. was, yeah, it was entirely uh, him. I heard, I heard uh, at the very end of that, uh, Leia. Yeah. Yeah, there were other there were other people talking. I, ble- I th- thought I heard Finn. Um, I thought Palpatine said something. I don't remember exactly off the like. I would have to uh, say it. And you're talking to someone who's mostly deaf, so people's voices <laughs> get get merged together. Poe Poe says a couple things. Uh, I think Finn opens up the trailer. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, majority of the like, trailer, it's a feeling. It's it's mm-hmm. fate or something like that. I think I think for me, what really made this this trailer hit home was the the score of it. The or the the, the music was incredible. You know, and it's just this this slight tweak. It's just very, very slightly different from like our usual uh, Star Wars or orchestral fare. But it is just, I don't know, something about it sounds so much more grand and more final. And and it's just every time the music kicks in for this trailer, I get I get shivers and I tear up a little bit. Like that was, I think, what what really really like cemented this trailer is is as like this all-time memorable trailer was just the way the music was paced and the music was placed it was it was so so good yeah it does it does feel like uh the music just makes you feel like you're gonna see something special and important come to an end or you know cpo is getting one last look and so are we 
CPO is a new character who uh, is actually a droid born of the sea. I love how much time we waste on this show over <laughs> the smallest mistakes people say. <laughs> um, yeah, is, uh, is CPO a gunk droid? I'm, I'm not, like. <laughs> He's part of the alphabet. Like a, a legitimate point about how heartfelt this is, and <laughs> this is what I get. Okay, we'll get back on topic. Um, <laughs> one one thing that I heard, uh, like one of the movie podcasts I listened to, who I won't name because we don't give free ads out here, but they were complaining that not enough was shown in the trailer, which I think is baffling, like bafflingly stupid. Like, why would you want things to be spoiled in the trailer? Like. I thought this trailer was perfect for the fact that it captured all the feelings that I get when I go see a new Star Wars movie. It got me excited for what's going to come. It teased the fact that there's going to be this massive climactic battle, but it also didn't give anything away. I still have very little clue to what anything in this movie is about. All I know is that Palpatine's going to be there, and it's the final Skywalker movie. Other than that, the, the, the teasers that they've shown have not given anything away, and I think that's exactly what I want. Like, I want to go into the theater as blind as possible... And only know the very vague structure of the story. Um, yeah, so I don't know I, if you guys if you guys felt the same way, but I did see people complaining that there wasn't enough, which I think no, is just I'm, not, I'm not even gonna waste time on something like that. Like, why would you just said it? Why would you want the entire movie wasted and spoiled? That's just ridiculous. Like, I I, I like the fact that we still know little to nothing about Zori Bliss. I think that's great. She pops up in the trailer for what half a second. Um, and and that's it. And I was like, oh cool, there she is, awesome. Like, I'm excited to find out more about her and. You know, she's in the poster, and in the poster, she looks cool and everything. And, and also, we haven't touched on that, though. The poster they released, guys. Oh, my. One of, like, one of my favorite Star Wars posters. Maybe this my second favorite Star Wars poster behind the original poster. The, the new poster they released is amazing. Yeah, they did a really nice job with it. I'll probably get a printout of all three when all is said and done. Um, but let's talk about the other trailer that came out this week for The Mandalorian. Uh, so, so the final trailer for that was released, and it pretty much has me convinced that there's no way that this series is going to be anything but good. Um, th- like, surely from, if you just look at the character, costumes, design, makeup, and effects, just that, it looks utterly amazing. It just looks beautiful. Everything looks so crisp and raw and real. I love that it feels like there's no strong underlying element of CGI here. It just feels like all real effects, which I've always been a much bigger fan of. It's part of the reason why I like Del Toro so much. I it, it, it every everything we see about this show gets me more and more excited each time. Um, and you you nailed it. The fact that it it doesn't look like it relies on on computer generated effects at all. Everything looks practical from from the aliens to the stunts to the the way the ship flies through the through space it just everything looks so real it's awesome i'm just Jim. excited to get it started um like trailers are fun i i feel like i've been seeing i I've, i still feel like i've saw more of the mandalorian at celebration than these trailers have shown and so the trailers are just kind of like yeah i saw that yeah, that was interesting. Oh, I saw I saw where that leads into and, and I just I just want the show to start. And what really is driving me nuts is that I know it comes out on the twelfth, but I don't know when <laughs> on the twelfth. Like will it be available like at midnight on the eleventh? Will it be like eight AM? Like when can I watch this show? 
That's a good point. And I also have no idea. Uh, but what's really exciting is it's going to be on a week re- release schedule except for the um, first two episodes. The first two episodes, I believe, come out only three days apart, which is really exciting. Yeah, the 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 uh, the app is released on Tuesday, I believe, and then the next episode, which comes with the first episode, and then the next episode, I think, is a Friday after that. Yeah, uh, I I don't know. We've talked about it many times, but I'm I I like the fact that they're not releasing it all at once. I I like that we have something to look forward to each time. Um, but I yeah, I agree with you guys. I do just want to know like, am I gonna have to stay up till midnight, or is it gonna come out at like six p.m.? Which would be cool. I'd much rather have that happen, but. Yeah, I don't. I, I wish they would just announce the the times already. Oh, we'll find out soon enough. Um, so, what I grasp from the trailer is, you know, it's after the war. Uh, there's some imperial elements that have basically turned into warlords for all intents and purposes, and have no real territory and are just trying to scrape out some little corner of the universe to control. Um, obviously he's hunting, he's hunting bounties. We saw a bunch of people, a group of guys that looked like a gang, perhaps all that he froze in carbonite after a really cool fight scene. Um, but the, you know, the unexpected element that they showed a brief hint and glimpse at was the family with the young son fleeing. So I think the, you know, what's going to trip up his bounty hunting lifestyle here is for some reason he's going to get drawn into protecting this family and this child. Yeah, and, and what's interesting, something I, I threw into the Slack right before the show started, is if you you look in the, the background of that that scene where it's the, the man and the woman fleeing with their kid, is you can see um, super battle droids in the background. Uh so that makes me wonder, you know, like, are we are we jumping back in time? Or are they showing us like some sort of flashback from, you know, the the Clone Wars? Or is this like somebody has found Clone Wars tech and they're reusing it to wreak havoc on some small village? Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I I think it could either be what you said, where it's like, oh, he gets caught up trying to save this this family, or that I mean, who knows? That could be like, oh, here's him as a little kid. I I don't know, but I mean, I mean, either way, like it, the the trailers with the Mandalorian, I think are they're they're similar to what I like about the Rise of Skywalker trailer, where it's like it doesn't it shows us how the show is going to look, which I which I I like, but it doesn't necessarily tell me what the story is going to be, and I'm fine with that. Like I'm fine with just going into the Mandalorian being like, all right, cool, it's going to be about a bounty hunter doing bounty hunter things, and that's all I need to know. Uh, and that's that's it. That's that's awesome for me. And the fact that we're getting like uh, a show completely centered on bounty hunters, and we got to look at some of the new bounty hunters that we're going to see, including comedian Bill Burr, who has like. In, in the past, he's like openly made fun of Star Wars. And I guess he was saying that he got a call from Jon Favreau and Jon Favreau was like, hey, I'm doing this show for Star Wars called The Mandalorian and I want you to be in it. And Bill Burr said, but wait, I, I make fun of Star Wars all the time. And Jon Favreau said, well, yeah, that's why I want you to be in. It. I think it would be funny. So it was cool getting to see Bill Burr in the trailer who like doesn't look funny. He looks like a cool bounty hunter. And correct me if I'm wrong, Nick Nolte looks like he's the the little alien fellow, right? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I. That's what when you said uh, um, you had made a comment on the their five posters that were released, and only one of them was really the um, that that alien. And you're like, Nick Nolte looks great, and I'm like, is that Nick Nolte? Are you making a joke? Like, so I that was <laughs> that was half a joke. It started as a joke, and then I looked at it more, and I was like, wait a minute, like I think that might actually be Nick Nolte's character because everything I've read out of like the early reviews and stuff and. Um, for anyone who hasn't seen them, like there's there's like a handful of journalists who have seen 
a 35 minute super cut of like the first two episodes or something like that. Like they didn't get to see one full episode, but Disney provided them with just like basically like the greatest hits of the first two hours. And most of the journalists said like Nick Nolte's role will like will blow you away. It's super surprising what he does. And I figure I'm like, well, Nick Nolte as an alien is probably the most surprising thing he could do. So I'm just guessing that that, that that's Nick Nolte. I don't think it's been confirmed. No, I just want a whole episode, a whole series with IG-11. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can get just, behind that. I can't wait yeah. to see the scenes with him. Just let Taika Waititi do anything in Star Wars and I'm fine with it. I'm curious if he's if, like, is he going to talk? Is he just going to do like very garbled sounds? Well, he apparently made comments that it took him a while to get the voice right. And so he wasn't like too sarcastic and stuff. So I I have no doubt that he's going to talk, but they'll probably add like a robotic uh, modulation to his voice a little. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I just can't wait to see it. Yeah. And it was really cool that the, uh, you know, they that they give the, the Mandalorian the uh, the the rifle from the, the holiday special. I forget what it's called, but. The way that they show in the trailer that he uses it both as like, you know, a rifle, but also as like this melee weapon. I'm excited to see like the the varying combat styles they can throw into the show because of that. I think that that just makes it all the more versatile. Yeah, especially with uh, Cara Dune. Um, what's her? Uh... Uh, Gina Carano. Yeah. Yeah. With her being. Uh, isn't she like an MMA fighter? Yeah, she, she was. She is. Yeah. She's yeah, a she... badass. Yeah. So yeah, she... I, I'm excited to see like how well they can use her well and and we talked about it with the initial teaser that they released but with this one too i'm still surprised at how it's not you know like the show is doesn't look to be over the top violent like obviously we're not going to get like a bunch of blood and guts and stuff like that but even in this like in the first trailer we see it's alluded that he basically cuts a guy in half with a door which was awesome and then in this trailer there's that quick i think it's scene. just a decapitation actually yeah, like he, 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 like it's he dismembers a man in the first trailer. At least it's heavily hinted that he dismembers a guy. And then, and then this in this trailer, one of the 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 best scenes is he steps out of a door and shoots a stormtrooper in the face. Like, yeah, that was pretty pretty cool. He just this in two yeah. sec. It's it's like it happens in like a split second. He just opens the door and instantly, boom. Oh, one one of my favorite things from this trailer was the 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 Ronto. That looks like he's had a, a a very rough life. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I mean, the, the the trailer, like, what a time we live in where we we got two live action Star Wars trailers within a week. Um, and I feel like if they hadn't dropped this trailer a week after the Rise of Skywalker, it probably would have been so, like a much bigger deal. But the fact that they they basically did the same thing they did with the Rise of Skywalker, they just did it a week later for the Mandalorian. I think that kind of buried the hype around the Mandalorian. But I mean, we're what? We're two weeks away from it being released, if that, maybe less than two weeks. It's just I can't believe how close it is, and I'm I'm crazy excited, and and it's everything about the show just it it looks better and better and better. Now I won't I won't say that I'm more excited for the Mandalorian than I am for the Rise of Skywalker because there was a couple months where I was like, you know what? I think I think I'm more into this show than I am the movie. After seeing the Rise of Skywalker trailer, I'm still much more excited for that. But just everything about the Mandalorian looks awesome, and it looks like the post the post Skywalker uh, era of Star Wars is going to be fine as long as they keep doing things like this, where they they keep doing fresh things and and taking new approaches to Star Wars and injecting new genres in the Star Wars because this like has the look and feel of a Western in the Star Wars universe. So if they can keep doing 
shows that do that, they'll be we'll we'll be fine with the future of Star Wars. Yeah, I I call it the universe within the universe. It's like the Han Solo universe, basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and which. I still, to this day, without restarting that conversation, believe that that film would have been treated so differently if they had simply waited until December to release it. Um, but I digress. Amen, Amen yeah. brother. But they, um, they, they're they going gangbusters now with, like, The Mandalorian coming out and you have The the Rise of Skywalker. And I know you guys probably aren't watching this now, but Resistance is actually um, really good uh, so far. We've... Uh, I, I've had legit my favorite episode of the show a couple weeks ago um and they are theoretically going to be running right into the rise of skywalker with the show because we have just uh in the show a couple episodes ago we they arrived at um dakar after the battle and so like the battle is like a wasteland in front of uh on around dakar when the the ship arrives and- very cool I'm and, curious. I mean, I'll go back and watch it after everything is all said and done, probably when it's on Disney Plus. I was going to say Resistance, along with Rebels and uh, the Clone Wars, will be on Disney Plus, so uh, we I can finally watch all of it because that I've never seen an episode of Rebels. I've seen Resistance. I've only seen like bits and pieces of Rebels that I've like seen on YouTube or whatever. So I'm excited. We don't have to get into the whole Disney Plus conversation because we've talked about it so many times. But on top of the Mandalorian, I'm just excited to get access to all the other Star Wars cartoons I haven't seen yet. Well, actually, one of the things that I'm excited for Disney Plus is that they have appears all of those Star Wars Lego series, which there are a ton Mm -hmm. of them. And the latest one, Lego All-Stars or something, was near impossible to find anywhere. I still haven't actually seen it. And I've watched all those. Um, Some of them were actually pretty good. And so I'm excited that uh, Lego All-Stars is finally going to be like available that I can actually watch it. Yeah, we can get uh, there. I think people are really... uh overestimate or underestimating the amount of like star wars content that's going to launch on disney plus and the amount of new stuff you can see we're going to have a very uh very very busy december going for us i think it's safe to say we're probably going to have weekly shows going weekly mandalorian recaps we're going to have to recap uh jedi fallen order at some point uh obviously whatever rise of skywalker news comes out there's Probably, and we can get into this in a minute, but there's probably going to be more film announcements because there was something big happened this week. Uh, yeah, there's there's going to be no shortage of content for us to talk about. Well, let's yeah. let, let, um, let's use that as a segue. Boom. <laughs> yeah, Pro so, podcast game. Uh, game of Thrones showrunners David Benoff, uh, Benoff, or however he says his name, ben, Benioff. Ben- it doesn't, it was, doesn't matter. Yeah. Ben Woff. Ben Woff. And D.B. Weiss uh, are no longer going to be helming the new Star Wars trilogy that's coming up. Um, so they cited a lack of time as why they're re- leaving um, because they signed a the largest deal in Netflix history to produce content for Netflix. So they said when they initially signed that and then signed with Disney because it's Star Wars, who says no to Star Wars, um, they didn't think it would be a problem, but now it's going to be a problem and they don't have time to do it. But they also they signed with Star Wars significantly before this Netflix deal. Like yeah. the, the Netflix deal was very, very recent, like August or so. And like they signed with Star Wars over a year ago, at least. February 2018 was when that news came out. Yeah. And it's so while. this is one of those things that I think 
they got shown the door, but in a way that made them look good. It's like, yeah, you guys can leave on your own accord or you can leave with us pushing you out. Yeah, I'll I'll read off the the quotes from the 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 showrunner, the Game of Thrones guys, and then I'll read off what Kathleen Kennedy said. So uh, Benioff and Weiss said, "Quote: There are only so many hours in the day, and we felt we could not do justice to both Star Wars and our Netflix projects, so we are regretfully stepping away." So that is a that sounds like they're putting <laughs> that they think Netflix is more important than Star Wars, which I you know we don't have time to argue that now. I think that's silly, but it is what it is. Then Kathleen Kennedy said, David Benioff and Dan Weiss are incredible storytellers. We hope to include them in the journey forward when they're able to step away from their busy schedules to focus on Star Wars. And I don't know, something about that Kathleen Kennedy statement is kind of like a, we're happy for them, but like, yeah, they can go. You know, I I, I think, and we talked about this a little bit last night, Jim, and I, I think I think you are onto something. I think it was very much a like, hey, um, we don't really know if we want you guys to do this anymore and they came back and went well yeah i don't know if we have the time so why don't we step away it seemed i have the feeling that this is more mutually agreed upon than it than they're letting it like you know seem like it is i don't think it really was like benioff and weiss completely stepping away i think it was like a conversation that they should not do star wars yeah i don't know um i think a lot of people are like jumping jumping and shouting for joy here and i'm pretty indifferent um because while Game of Thrones final season was completely bungled and mismanaged, you know, the first four seasons are some of the best television ever and made HBO mountains of money and won tons of Emmys and was great television. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to dig into that whole story about why they screwed it up and why it went wrong. Um, but you can't argue with the fact that those guys have had a lot of success and that's why Netflix, uh, excuse me, Netflix is paying them the largest contract that they've ever paid anyone. Um, so regardless of your opinions on them, it does leave a void because supposedly that trilogy was supposed to start in, um, a little over two years. So I'm curious how they handle that. Connor, I think you said you had a theory on who might be taking over. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's something, and, and I also to touch on something you brought up really quickly. I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Like, there's a lot of people who, like you said, are jumping j- for joy over this, and it's like, yeah, like last season of Game of Thrones, season of Game of Thrones wasn't great, but the first five seasons of Game of Thrones were incredible, and you can't you can't forget that. So, like, I think them stepping away is obviously a bit of a bummer, but if they're stepping away because they didn't feel like they had time, that's probably for the best. But something we haven't been able to cover in the last couple episodes here because there's been other news is. Uh, Kevin Feige, the the man who guided the MCU from Iron Man all the way to Endgame, he is going to be doing Star Wars. Now, we don't know how many Star Wars films, and we don't know what he's going to be doing, but he is signed on for a Star Wars project. So, what do you guys think the chances are that Kevin Feige steps in, and Kevin Feige leads, does the next Star Wars trilogy? Maybe not as a director or as a writer, but as essentially a, a film showrunner. So, uh, do you really I, just sign Kevin Feige on for a contract? It's more of Kevin Feige goes, yeah, I'd like to do one of those. And everyone else goes, okay. <laughs> cool. We'll go to the bank then. <laughs> yeah. I don't see it happening. Um, I, if, you, if you're putting a guy in the role of, what is he, C, um, CCO, Chief Creative Officer, or CEO? What is it? No, he's the the chief creative officer now. Yeah, he took over if, if Joe you're putting Kasaga's a guy job. in a role like that, your job is no longer to create; it's to delegate. 
Yeah, he also wasn't he just promoted to that position or yeah, like literally yeah. like a month ago, maybe, yeah. maybe even less than that. And this uh this news about the Star Wars project came out before that, right? If I'm getting my timeline right. Yes, that was it was I want to say it was like 2 weeks before he, yeah. he got the promotion that he he went on that that uh they announced he was going to do Star Wars 2. I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily think I I know a lot of people uh, on my Twitter timeline, seem to think it's a done deal. They're like, "Oh well, obviously they they got ousted because Kevin Feige is going to step in and do it." I don't know if it's that sure of a thing, but it wouldn't surprise me if they if they ended up announcing that, "Hey, Kevin Feige is going to step in and take over this this new Star Wars trilogy to launch Star Wars into a new you know a new future." Um, and like honestly, is 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 there a better candidate out there in Hollywood right now that that you would want to rely rely upon to build the foundation of uh of, of a universe moving forward like he essentially invented the idea of a cinematic universe so i don't know if there's anyone better to have launch a new era of star wars like that that's kind of like the dream team well I, I know who i would want who's also signed up for a trilogy um but we don't know what's going on with him at all. His his you name hasn't s- you even... You say his name. You say his yeah. name. <laughs> Ryan Johnson hasn't been brought up at all in these conversations from anything that I've heard. Um, that he could... So, they could move him up. But I'm not sure exactly why his uh, trilogy was pushed to the background anyway. Yeah, I actually don't know. I know, like, he's briefly mentioned on Twitter a couple times that, like, he's working on it. That it's, you know, that it's it's definitely still happening. And he's actively uh progressing on on what he wants to do but yeah there really hasn't been much update on the ryan johnson front and do you know is is ryan johnson writing and directing his trilogy or is he simply writing it and then picking directors i think he's writing it from everything that i've heard because i mean if 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 he's directing it he's he's not writing it so what updates would he give like hey yeah i'm still directing this you know (laughs) still waiting for a script (laughs) um so yeah, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe that's the announcement that comes next is that that they're going to move the Ryan Johnson trilogy up. I don't think they will because I think the the wounds from the Last Jedi are still very very fresh. There's still there's still so many people who who are like, oh, Star Wars is dead. But like st- like the the pre order sales for for the Rise of Skywalker have almost doubled that of Avengers Endgame. So I don't I like I don't think the Rise of Skywalker is going to break Endgame's record. But like to say that Star Wars is dead, it's like no, like it was still, it, there's still Star Wars has been one of the top trending topics on Twitter for over a week now. Yeah. So you you can't argue that it's dead. But I would think that they wouldn't move up the Ryan Johnson trilogy because they, I think they're still gonna let the uh, the the butthurtness of the the Last Jedi. I mean, people forget that there's still an unnamed Cassian Andor series. There's an unnamed. Obi-Wan Kenobi series, The Mandalorian could have multiple seasons, we don't know. So, I mean, well, they've before... already started working on season 2 of Mandalorian. Oh, is Mandalorian getting a second season for that's sure? That's the first I've heard of that. Oh, no, uh, they uh John Favreau has said that he's already working on the second season. All right, well, there you go. So, uh, uh I don't think Disney needs to rush anything with those three series in their lap. Yeah, I I think that Lucasfilm and Disney don't care about the quote-unquote butthurt that people feel over Ryan Johnson's movie. I really don't think they care. <laughs> Why would they? Look at what Connor just said about ticket sales. Look at Galaxy's Edge. Look at the books, the TV shows. Like, nothing indicates that that's an actual problem. 
Yes. Yeah. I, it is a very small but vocal uh, community who did not like yep. the movie, and I, and frankly, I feel they did not understand the movie. Um, but that's another topic for another time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I didn't like the film uh, from an execution standpoint. I liked, I loved Ryan Johnson's theme and the overall message he was going for, and I thought it was necessary and it was going to be hard for people to accept. I just don't think he executed it from a filmmaking standpoint very well. Um, so, you know, that's, I feel like, um, negative specific feedback that tells them what I enjoyed and what I didn't enjoy. Not Star Wars is dead. Wah. You know, like that's the type of feedback that I feel like Disney will pay attention to and say, okay, like how can we do this a little better next time? Um, those are the type of people, people, um, giving feedback that I feel like Disney will, you know, be open to receiving but everyone's screaming and, and throwing a tantrum like a toddler. Like, why would they care about that? Especially when everything from a financial and a creative standpoint is just blossoming. Yeah. And that, and the other thing too, is people, people like to the, the star Wars is dead crowd who are just like the worst people on the internet ever. They like to point it like, well, look at solo. Solo was a box office failure, but you forget the only reason that Solo was such a box office failure is because it had such an insanely high budget. What it made was still like it's I, I want to say it still made like four hundred million dollars. It just had like a two hundred fifty million dollar budget. The research but it was screwed them and exactly. Uh, Bob Iger h- himself has said that they needed to space them out, and he believes the film would have done much better if they had just given it some room to breathe from the Last Jedi. They, they they wanted to move back to May, and they forced that point to the detriment of the movie. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. but yeah, the last the last Jedi was such a failure at only bringing in one point three billion dollars. <laughs> only being the what third highest grossing movie of the decade. Uh, I yeah yeah it's a, it it's complete and utter trash is what it yeah. is. Un unwatchable, unwatchable. Some would say. Um. I'm but sure no, they I mean, would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, there are a lot of people who would say that. And, it's, you know, I just I just don't think, like, your disdain for one of the movies should ruin the whole trilogy. Like, I don't like Attack of the Clones. I'll say it now. Attack of the Clones is a terrible movie. Like, still Star Wars, so I still enjoy it. But it's a bad movie. It's, you can enjoy the rest of it still. It's, <laughs> not a, it's not a bad movie. I found when I rewatched all the movies last time. It was just a boring movie. Like it was like well, that's compared what I, that's to all what I mean. the other movies around it. I'm like, wow, this is just slow and kind of boring. You guys don't like talking about sand and looking <laughs> deeply into each other's eyes. Forty five minutes of a really, really awkward love story where one person seems to have just discovered that like what the, the idea of a relationship is, and the other one is super creeped out by it. That's that's like forty five minutes of Attack of the Clones. It's yeah, just it's watching time. this this awkward <laughs> first date that lasts months. It's and rough. then and then CGI Yoda um, kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, and then one of the coolest fight scenes <laughs> in the history of the franchise. But you have to th- sit through forty five minutes of crap first. Um, anyway, to reel this back into our initial topic, I think uh, I think I think there's a chance Feige takes over. But either way, I think uh, I think the Game of Thrones guy stepping away from Star Wars is probably the best for all parties involved. Um, probably like it's probably best for themselves, like because they get tr- they still get trashed 
like horrifically anytime their names are brought up in the news and you go on twitter people go nuts at them like they get so 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 mad about stuff so i i think it's almost good for them too where it's like look you don't have to live with disappointing irrational star wars fans and there's a lot of irrational star wars fans so i think it's a win for everyone yeah we're gonna be okay we got a a really exciting couple of months coming up um in which we're all gonna cry tears of sadness and joy and millions of star wars fans are gonna get a ton of amazing content in the future only looks to include more of that so looking forward to it um but yeah, we have been here for about an hour, so it's time for us to get out of here. We did not even get to everything on our notes. There's so much to talk about. Um, so I'm not sure when we'll be back. It could be a week. It could be two weeks. It'll definitely, at the very latest, be um, no more than a couple of days after The Mandalorian. But we might be back before then. I'm not sure yet. We'll figure it out. But when we do return, we'll be back as Tonking Tauntauns. So look forward to that. So um, keep, keep an eye out for our new logo and our new name, but the same great content that you've come to expect from us. Yeah, all of that. I agree. I second all of it. All right, good stuff, Connor. Good contribution. Thanks, um, guys. Yeah, so uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, get your tickets. Don't wait. Don't be that person. Make sure you're there. And, yeah, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you would like to get Star Wars updates, you can find them on aiptcomics.com we have just type in star wars in our search bar and you'll get a ton of star wars content popping up Uh, comic book and book reviews uh, news and opinion pieces and coming up in december we're going to be doing our third annual star wars month throughout the entire month of december we'll be posting new star wars content every single day that includes uh, opinion pieces lists Everybody loves a good list. The holiday um, special. The holiday just, special. 15 days of the holiday special. Keep yeah. an eye out for my feature, which is going to be the top 10 moments from the holiday special. And then I've also got another piece that I'm working on that is entitled Why the Holiday Special Changed My Life, colon, for the better. Oh, I can't wait. You guys are going to love it. And just so everyone is clear... There really won't be that much holiday special stuff. It'll be a lot of content that you'll actually enjoy. So, um, but yeah, guys, we got to get out of here. I got to get to bed. Uh, so thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye, you kill. Bye.